you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Change producers like most people change socks. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Wolf, and I'm joined by a room that has a couple heroes in it. Mark Sessler and 60 Cent Rosenthal. What's up? It's actually 60% G. I like 60 Cent. 60 Cent? Six, yeah. That's another one? Yeah. All right. I thought I've got like 14 nicknames at this stage in his career. <laughs> I've always been a big nickname guy. Is that right? Rosie. That's you know, true. That, that's been a long time. You do long have a lot. Time. Well, Dan is Pepper spray. off on vacation fighting the good fight against Little C. I don't know if we've heard anything from him and is cold or not. If he's really uh, He sent a message over text a few minutes ago to Greg and Wes and I. He seems to be doing well. That's all I'll say. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Wes is not with us today. Um, but we're going to power through and, uh, you know, I keep, I keep texting him and offering to bring over milkshakes because like mostly because I really want a milkshake too. He hasn't taken me up on that, but I feel like probably after the show, I'm just going to bring him a milkshake anyway. So we'll see how that works I like out. that plan. Yeah. Or just like buy a milkshake for yourself and leave one for him outside his place. <laughs> if you want to open the door. <laughs> on the doorstep. Yeah. So it's like all nasty when Not he comes creepy outside. At all. All right, so um, do, uh, it's the last weekend of June, everybody. This is so awesome. Finally, we're going to get to July 4th, and then we'll start maybe having a little bit of news to get to, actually. Not much. No. We, More we than should, June, though. It is a good time, though, to mention, you know, because of July 4th, we're, we're off official Roger Goodell holidays the next uh, Monday and Tuesday. We might drop a little bit of a surprise uh, episode and you know in the meantime i guess it's no longer a surprise but just one show next week for those who are planning one new fresh show on thursday okay something to look <laughs> forward to there we do have some news items though we're gonna get through but do first... you have any do you have any big time uh fourth of july plans? no i got a car i got a new car i traded Ooh, in my wow. own car yeah and uh we got a jeep and it's a stick shift so i've been reteaching myself how to drive stick in Los Angeles, in Los I am incredibly <laughs> impressed. It's well, a terrible idea. I know, but we don't really drive that much, so it's like it's no, not it's like bad. I'm sitting in that I've, much I've, traffic. I've had a stick shift car in Los Angeles. It's terrible. Yeah, there was a, like a couple of miscommunications yesterday getting on the freeway in terms of gears, but you know we're good now. I think we're on the same. Could you page. be a little more encouraging about the multi-thousand-dollar purchase she just made. <laughs> it's a lease. I'm oh, okay. It. Well, it's still, I'm sure more than a thousand dollars. So it's a multi-thousand-dollar purchase. <laughs> Sully, what's up, my man? Not much. That is a bold strategy, Colleen. I know. I stalled in the parking lot earlier. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Traffic, I'm sure, is super fun. Yeah, I mean, so far. So good. I don't even really drive that much. I put like twelve thousand miles on the car that I had for three years. So Ooh, it's I mean, that's pretty low. Yeah, yep. I'm usually just low. in an Uber somewhere. I'm I, I put about the same on mine because I could walk to my house right. from from NFL Network. But yeah. if I if someone asked me to drive a stick shift even from my driveway to the road, it would be result in ah. an accident. Oh, I had one. <laughs> no idea how to drive a stick. Oh really? really? 
How can you call yourself a, a grown man? I, you, well, you know, I don't know the answer Shots to that. Like, fired. I mean, that's ridiculous, Greg. Greg <laughs> found something that he does that I didn't do, and right. now, now he goes in that direction. But I just didn't learn on one. Really? I didn't learn on one. And so, and then it got to the age where at one point I remember I had some girlfriend and I was dri- trying to drive around like a abandoned school parking lot to learn stick shift and like got about eight minutes into it. I thought, I hate, I don't even like this. Really? So it's, abandoned. It's kind of fun. Well, it's more I, fun I know. outside the parking lot, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also just didn't own cars for like seven or eight years in a row. So it's like, I'm not getting back in with a stick shift at that point. That's Yeah, that's actually a good thing. The The first day we got it, I I said to John before we went and did any like test drives, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to like hop in and try and drive stick after like not having done it for like 10, 15 years or whatever it is. In Santa Monica. With like the salesman in the backseat judging. <laughs> and so we we got the car and he drove home and then we got to Santa Monica and I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm going to try it. And like I wasn't probably in the best frame of mind to get in the car. Were you and- sober? Yes, of course, okay. of course. I mean, that's cut. That, Read that's, into that as you will. Right. Well, that's partly why she no longer, oh, she barely drives at all is because she right. cut down on all that exactly. driving. It did not go well. And hey, listen, I'm, I'm a safe driver now. Um, but yeah, the uh, after 24 hours, we're, we're in a good spot, I think, me in the car now. So oh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll survive July 4th weekend. All right, let's do some news. Linebacker Zach Orr's retirement was a brief one. Five months after announcing he would be playing no more football, he's back. So he was diagnosed with a spine and neck condition where his C1 vertebrae was not fully formed. It was something that he was born with. And I guess the doctor he had talked to had said that this would lead to a better chance of paralysis or possibly death when he was playing just because of the condition. So he retired in January and apparently being away from the game only made him want to be back more. He got some more opinions and now he's a free agent since the Ravens didn't tender him in March, Greg. It's very strange. I mean, I've never heard of such a thing happening. I, my immediate reaction was, did the Ravens screw this up? Like if it was anyone, if the Browns had done this, for instance, wouldn't everyone be making fun of them? For sure. Because, but, but with Ozzy Newsom, it's like Ozzy Newsom is so measured. <laughs> okay. But I, I looked into it. I asked around a little bit. It, it's a confusing situation. It sounds like there's some hesitation from the Ravens, whether they would medically clear him now reading between the lines that they were aware uh, of this conversation with Zach or over the last few weeks. And, and on some level, I think it was partly their decision uh, not to jump into it. So it's confusing. They probably wish they put that tender on him or put him on the retired list. Cause it wouldn't have hurt, but he still has to get cleared by teams just because he wants to play it again. Doesn't mean he's going to play again. There are multiple teams interested, but and there was this immediate uh, concern. Well, wait, is this a way for, let's say you're stuck on a crappy team. You retire and then you unretire and you're a free agent. It's only yeah. because the Ravens didn't right. drop the next tender. If, if, if any time this happened again, they, the team will put him on the retired right. list. Right. It wouldn't have hurt them at all to do so, and they would retain his rights. And in theory, they could trade him right now because that core was pretty good. Yeah. 
I mean, he, he played really well. And it's interesting because I was like, well, what, like, how serious is this? Because when he retired, I remember it was like a very somber thing where he talked about how this was it for him and the doctors couldn't believe that he was still playing with it. So I, I actually talked to a spine specialist. Wow. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Colleen. And, Colleen's um, coming with the heat. So is this some breaking said, news? No? I, oh, maybe. Let's do it. <laughs> So what he said was there's no real medical data on the matter, but an unfused C1 does not really carry any more risk of paralysis than a fused C1. So he said really that just because there's not a lot of cases of it, it's super, super rare. But Zach Orr had said that there was a college football player who had the same condition, and he played and, and was totally fine. Yeah, it was this former Baylor quarterback, I guess. Wait, did you just yelp doctors to try to find No, no. I know an orthopedic surgeon, and then oh. he put me in, uh, in wow. touch with a spine specialist Wait. who wanted to talk more about it at 4 o'clock this morning Pacific time. And I was like, I think this is good enough. He <laughs> so, wanted to talk more. Who well, he was like, I can follow up. Phone because call. he's on the East Coast, and he was like, "I can yeah. explain it. Why, like, I can, can explain it a little bit better to you. The reason why there's not any more or less risk with a fused or unfused disc. And it would be good if I shake you from sleep at 4 a.m. over the phone <laughs> to continue that conversation. The alarm. I, I like set my alarm too. I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'll like do it because it's seven o'clock there. Four, five. yeah, I can do math. Seven o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah. So I guess like before you went into surgery, yeah, I was like, that's not happening. Yeah, but I mean, you have to be a pretty big time athlete to be the most athletic or in the family and when yeah. he passed Connor that's when we knew Zach was legit when he pe- when he picked off Ben Roethlisberger people forget that that moment in week 16 I thought that was the moment that the Ravens were going to win the division last year I mean he could totally he met with the Lions first he would totally change that team a, a weakness mm-hmm. at linebacker would suddenly be a strength with with him and Jared Davis both together yeah, I think uh, I read about eight different teams that contacted him, but it feels like the Lions would be a good fit considering their linebackers were – I mean, that group was really weak last year. I think that they added about three linebackers in the offseason that could be starters, so we'll see what happens with that. Let's move on to the Cowboys' front seven. We have some news on both ends here. So first up, David Irving. The Cowboys will be without him for the first four games. It's official for violating the PED policy. We first talked about it in May, but it was pending appeal. The appeal was denied, so now it's official. This is quite a trend for the Cowboys, too. This is the fourth straight year now that they're going to be starting the season without a defensive starter, Mark. it's. I, I was just about to say the same thing, that this feels like a disturbing year-after-year scenario. And, and I, Irving... This podcast loved him last year, and he really was one of their most effective pass rushers. It puts a lot of pressure on Taco Charlton to step up and produce right away. And, you know, our our concern with the Dallas defense, I mean, it kind of is at every level. It's especially in the secondary. We've talked about that on multiple network hits, I feel like, 22 times by the time (laughs) we got to this point. Offseason, yeah. I mean, come on. But but it's, it's almost at every level at this point, and there's just more pressure on the offense to do what they successfully did last year, which is hold on to the ball for the second most amount of time of any team in the league and score points on almost every drive. He could move inside and out. I mean, he was not only are they missing him. I mean, people forget about Randy Gregory. That the was entire year. Their, you know, yeah. their next great pass rusher. I don't know if we'll ever see him again at all. I mean, you don't have a great pass rush. You don't really have any almost natural pass rushers unless Taco Charlton comes out, you know, swinging. Demarcus Lawrence is, is fine. He's solid. 
and you don't have a great secondary. That's a bad combination. Yeah, I mean, one will will definitely expose the other for sure. But I think the thing with David Irving is he was banged because it was an over-the-counter <laughs> substance that Irving but, used in an attempt to endorse the, the the product. I feel like there's a major flaw in feel, the system. I read that too, and that threw me that like at some point, like there were not enough boxes checked here, and he is essentially endorsing a product that got kicked and him kicked out of the league. That's awful. I, yeah. I, I feel like in some way the league needs to better protect the players from something like this. And, and I don't know, I don't know what that is, but there's so many like supplements and things that you can, that people are using now. And I don't know if the list that they give the players is that definitive. Well, they're going to have a tough time finding another well. player to endorse them at this point. I'd say <laughs> tough run for that company. Yeah. That's, that's, that's also coming from like source. There's always, there's always these reasons. Who knows? I don't, I don't necessarily believe, uh, you know, the, the over-the-counter supplement decisions or explanations whenever they come out. It comes out every time. I'm trying to pay attention to what you were saying, but Sully came in the room and he was like a house about six inches from your ear and neck He's area. Dro- he was so. dropping the MeUndies read for a little later in the show. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I've never done like, this. There seems to be a lot of instructions pressure, on pressure, Pressure's on. <laughs> Great. So. Okay. <laughs> Um, on a positive note, though, for the Cowboys, Jalen Smith is apparently 100% healthy and balling out. That's according to cornerback Byron Jones, who spoke glowingly of him on uh, Total Access here, him and Taco Charlton that he was talking about. So Jalen Smith, as everybody knows, he missed his rookie season because of that ACL and MCL tear and the nerves that weren't firing, drop foot, all of that. Um, and this is after people were saying that he might not even ever be the player that he once was. He looks like he's going to be a good asset to the team. The players are saying it, and Jerry Jones seems like he's pretty sold on him too. I mean, I, I think it's a player that it's great because he himself, Jalen Smith, talked with extreme confidence a couple of weeks previous to this story coming out. And they did go through OTAs. They went through minicamp and – There were also reports that you could occasionally see something of a limp when he wasn't on the play itself, kind of coming back to the to the defensive huddle. But it's it, I guess the arrows pointing up. It's certainly someone that you need to see it happening in games if you're the Cowboys before you fully feel confident about this. But it's a great story. Or playing football again. I mean, they're kind of playing football, right? Sort of. They're not tackling. They're in shorts. It's different now. By all accounts, like and this was his reputation at Notre Dame. Like he's really intelligent player, kind of a natural leader. You know, Sean Lee talked about sort of he was like asking questions in meeting rooms last year, like really intelligent questions, which made Sean Lee study things more. So it seems like a guy everyone would root for. And if if he's physically all right, that he'll be a big time help. But it's this time of year. I'm not getting carried away. It's June, everybody. It's cool for him, though. <laughs> I mean, not to rain down on his parade. It has been a, a long process to get to that point where you thought you might be a top five NFL pick. Ugh. And to have that sort of injury in a bowl game, I mean, that was now, what, 16, 17, 18 months ago. Yeah. That's a long process to get back out there doing what you love again. And, and if you're Jerry Jones, this is a second-round pick. You've had, you've, you've had, second some, round. You've yeah. had some risky picks, and you've taken some players, not with Jalen Smith, but with other guys with character Randy concerns. Get, Randy Gregory. Yeah, and it's like on offense, all these things have worked out. On defense, a lot of this stuff's up in the air. That's got to be so frustrating for him, too, just like having to talk about it all the time and just like read about it, all of these stories. So hopefully he can get back out there and, and help them. But that defense is, is kind of – in shambles a little don't bit. Don't read so your own speak. press. You know that, Colleen. What? You don't want to read your own press. You no. Know, you gotta never. Stay away from it. You know that very well. 
That's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this? This is such a crazy story. Clinton Portis. Uh, Sports Illustrated has an insane deep dive right now on like the darkest corners of Clinton Porter's life. In 2013, he thought seriously about murdering the investors who drove him into bankruptcy. He lost about $11 million with these guys. And in the story, he talks about sitting outside an office building in Washington, waiting to confront someone and saying it it wasn't about beating them up. It was to kill. I mean, this is... This is a crazy, crazy story. This was money for, you know, he, he said his retirement, taking care of his mom and his kids. But it came right after the whole Bernie Madoff thing. Right after Bernie Madoff was arrested, uh, this they started their own Ponzi scheme. And it involved a ton of players, NFL and I think NBA too. There was also, it, you know, he admitted a terrible uh tendency to spend his own money right before that i mean santana moss's teammate talked about that so there was like a lot of layers to this clinton portis thing that was sad but him talking about that he was serious that he was sitting outside waiting you know to potentially murder this person and he had a friend i think that had some family therapy uh background that ended up like talking him out of this but if circumstances had different he's it it's crazy because you think of clinton portis as kind of like the happy clown funny guy like that was his his thing as a as a player and to see this after his career is you know sad it it happens you, you read these stories occasionally where these players if they've been wise or not with their money they they do have these money managers and a couple of them occasionally get totally fleeced out of crazy amounts of cash and imagine that though like the desperation you would feel. I don't think murder would be the answer, but like simply watching someone Probably go serve like idea. six years in jail, that doesn't feel like the answer either. When you've you've saved this money up for your family and your children, it's I I don't know. I think these players, some of the post career stuff is 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 tricky. Yeah, I, I mean, just just thinking about being driven to that point where you're actually sitting, you you have driven, you've gotten in your car and you dri- you've you've gone to the place where this person works and you're sitting outside waiting for them with thoughts of murdering them. Yeah. Like the place that you have to be for that is just insane. Well, and his former managers didn't even, you know, part the reason he was partly so frustrated is didn't no jail time. Like they can't right. be financial advisors anymore, but no jail time, no prosecution, zero punishment. Nothing. They took the money. I was on the East coast last week and found out around like 10 at night that I had lost my credit card. Oh, no. And so immediately I'm thinking someone, you know, A, probably an irresponsible move by me, left it somewhere, which that's true. And then someone (laughs) is now draining my family's bank account. And I started to get upset. And I realized I only have about $600 in there. So there's not a, how much damage can they possibly do? Where was the card? Never found it. Had to cancel it. Oh, no. Yeah. Did anybody put any charges on it? Well, I mean, there were charges that I assumed were mine. It was a hazy. I was on vacation. Things were very hazy. But not not by someone else, as far as I could tell. So I once got a call. I had a, a corporate card at my old job at NBC. Ooh, fancy! I know they don't they don't do that at the NFL. And I once got a call. Not for you, at least. No, <laughs> or me. That's true. Or me. I once got a call that said. Did you just spend seventeen thousand dollars? <laughs> what at J- at JFK? Uh, like like the Terminal Three? I was like, nope, <laughs> that wasn't me. 
<laughs> they're like, okay, yeah, someone. Somebody someone cleaned house at duty free. Wow. Uh, basically, I think they did some. Bought an airplane. They basically yeah. did something where they went crazy at duty free stuff, and then they returned the money to get cash. Or I don't. What know. are you buying? How much stuff are you buying at duty free? You would think that. Yeah, you would think, like the right side of the shop. Basically. <laughs> you, would, you would think around the the. You know, five hundredth bottle of Johnny Walker Black or whatever that it was. <laughs> a lot of Toblerones. <laughs> a lot of Toblerones. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, I uh, I remember I was going through one of my credit card statements one time, and there were all of these charges at Abercrombie and Fitch, and this was like two years ago, and I was like Abercrombie and Fitch, like. I, I don't think I've ever bought anything like, from Abercrombie. That store doesn't even Fitch. exist. Yes, anymore. I was like, wait a minute, this is still an active chain. Yeah, so like, it, has it was this fine. Been pending since 1995 from the mall. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though, like how they can get your information. Like there was somebody in the store using my mm. card, so I have no idea. They somehow contacted the credit card company the- and got it copy of it the very dumbest thing i did recently with this group was we were at a um like a podcast meetup in san francisco before super bowl 50 and someone asked to sign like a her hat or no it was a it was a football i signed it with my social security number what no you did not then i thought later like wait why on earth did you really yeah yeah why would you do that i don't know yeah. Well, <laughs> it, yeah, it's very apparently strange. a trusting fan. Nothing's come of it, as far well, as I right. Know, she. It's not like she was asking for anyone's social security. She, <laughs> he was just like, and he he signs his name. I believe it's just like everyone else. You know, gives the full name. He just goes like Mark. You know, M A R C. <laughs> but then he puts his social security. Sure it's very strange. This took place. You know, this guy. part. This happened at a bar, so that could explain. Wow. Part of the thinking. Well, I'm glad that uh, nothing's come of it. Hopefully that fan will never sell it on eBay or something like the that. The guy is drunk. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, one last story. I saw this. I didn't really get to dive into it, but uh, Mark, I know that you're sort of an expert on this subject. Uh, Russell Wilson is on a new diet, and it's showing. It uh, it is. It's kind <laughs> of you know, it's 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 the very end of June. And I was searching everywhere for some story to write just to prove that I had actually been at work today. Sure, yeah. And I thought it would just be another one of these things where he's, you know, cut down on his the food intake and he's changing his exercise. But it's this guy that's right here in Santa Monica, and I believe it's Philip either Goglia or Golia. But okay. he is the uh, same trainer that worked with Chris Pratt, the actor, who remember in like Parks and Rec, he was kind of like lovably a big dude. Like a little pudgy. little pudgy, but in a great way. But then he, by the time he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, he was like ripped like yeah, some yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. bodybuilder. And I don't mean like pudgy in a bad way. I feel like people are going to come after me for that. Like he just like wasn't like shredded up. No, he, he, he was, was in just, fine he shape. He was like a, a dude basically. Si- a dude. Side note though, uh, Zach Dressler, one of the old uh, podcast yeah. producers, he- One of our many. Not, yeah, exactly. One of the many. Uh, was at, He's at BuzzFeed now and they did a- did a whole video and like that was over five months and he got with the the, the same dude that guy is like it's pretty close it's right yeah, down it's the, right street. the street yeah. and, uh, and basically, he lost like dressler lost like 50 he looks 50 great pounds, he's on right? instagram really? he looks yeah. yeah he looks absolutely great well but, what's the premise so of basically it? like w- russell wilson was he was he felt he wanted to trim down and basically like you know he had the ankle and knee issues last year and he right. wanted to change his kind of body makeup for this season and so this guy put him on a daily calorie count that went from previously like 2,700, which is kind of what like a lot of athletes would eat and even okay. just regular people, to 4,800 per day. 
on a nine meal plan that includes like it's almost like what you think hobbits would eat in Lord of the Rings. It's like <laughs> multiple breakfasts and lunches, but tons of snacks. Oh my god, I want to go on this diet. Yeah, it's it's you, you you should take a look at it. It, it was yeah, an you just need story. to have the time to work out like three hours a day. Can you do that, Colin? No. It's, yeah, that's the thing. It's definitely no. for <laughs> it's definitely for like the <laughs> athlete who is constantly like body crafting all day long and like has that's someone their, that's their making job. snacks. Right, yeah. that's true. Yeah, or an actor, same deal. But it works. It works. That's, that's kind of what it's like at the Wolf Gonzo house. Well, like so, a lot of body craft. We're going on vacation, and we have like tried to start eating healthier. And John gets like crazy, and he, he's Who? like, "I'm gonna, you know, you know, John, John Gonzalez, yeah." Right? John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Glad we cleared that up. Um, he's like, oh, I, he's paleo right now. So he like only eats meat and vegetables and fruit. Mm. And so I'm kind of like, all right, well, I'll, I, I won't eat bread. And I have gained weight on this diet. I cut bread and like grains you're out of only my diet. Eating bread, or you're not? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm so not. Oh, I'm okay. not eating any yeah. carbs really at all. Like no carbs right. and no sweets or desserts. And I've gained weight, so I'm gonna go back to just like drinking and eating recklessly because that seems to really work. That for was me. working well. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could do this 4,800 calorie thing. <laughs> Wilson has lost 11 pounds and went from 16 to 10% body fat. It's what? only it's yeah. only about a mile from our uh, from where we live. Uh, I live right. Should in the we same go to Should we go together yeah, we and just that. check it out? We do that. Clover Park. I've been there. There you go. Wait. So you. Have I'm to, sure it's affordable too. You have to eat 4,800 <laughs> calories a day. You're, are you yeah. just like eating all day? Like well, it, there's a pre-breakfast, a breakfast, a snack, then a lunch, then a second lunch, then a snack, then a snack, then a dinner. Oh my one god! One more snack. What? This is amazing. Does the food like does it give you what the food is? I is think it, it would be shaped for you. It would not. You would probably not be eating Russell Wilson's exact. Type, oh my god! It would be shaped for for your needs. So not you know maybe more bread, more beer, more yeah, more of everything. Just like I just want to go on a carb diet. We'll see how that goes. Like look into it. Get, like give me some food that'll make my Instagram account even cheesier. <laughs> Please. Greg not buying into this, but it's the results. You know he he they showed a picture of him from like OTA or from minicamp. Looks felt. Wow, good for him. All right, we'll see if it uh, actually changes anything on the field. That's that'd be awesome. So I got a text from Sessler uh, a couple hours ago. And he said, for the show today, I had wicked bad insomnia last <laughs> night and wrote down something that was keeping me up in the middle of the night, a theory. I was yeah, I was bothering Greg with with the Ion. I am earlier that I, I honestly came to work with like 23 hours of 23 minutes of sleep in me. And I'm how are you like up and running not and talking? I'm not doing good. But I was writing down something. What was keeping you up, though? I feel like usually there's something. Yeah, it happens mind. all the time. Yeah, but no, something's on your mind. You can open up to us. We won't tell anybody. General it's fine. like guy stress, dad stress, like okay. work life stuff. Guy stress. But you know, <laughs> guy stress sounds like something that no one could fully criticize. Half the no. population does not claim to know what I'm talking about. So I can. <laughs> all right, let's hear. It. So, but we know all what right. you're talking about. I, this was on my cell phone. I wrote this down on you know just typing. And I want you just to be open-minded to this because okay. this, this is where I was. Is there like, multiple pages? No, it's okay. one page. It right. just says, do, do we really know that someone like George Washington ever existed? Mm. Think about this during July 4th. We are told that he was born in 1732 and died in 1799. This is the story passed down to us, but it feels equally possible that the entire idea of George Washington is a complete creation. 
It's logical and accepted for someone to argue, well, of course he exists, because that's what was shoved into our heads from the earliest days. And the people who taught us this narrative were taught the same thing and same song and dance when they were children. And it's comfortable to accept this. And people get very angry if you suggest otherwise, meaning it's all going according to plan. Wow. People get angry. <laughs> Have you been think questioning it a lot? I'm just thinking. Well, okay. Like, I, this is the text is not, I don't think I fully fleshed this out. But honestly, <laughs> when you think about George Washington, yeah. it's just these paintings of him crossing the river and surprising the well, British. Well, there's like a lot of history books and stuff like that. Mount Vernon, right. too. That's kind of a big But thing. what's that? What is all that? <laughs> like, just who wrote been those? Down. Right. It's just been passed down. What about down. the ones that were written back then? What about Mount Vernon? I guess my, we're assuming that it was written all right, back my, then. Yeah, about, my, where you have to believe that. My reporter question would be then at what point, how did this come about? How did the myth of George Washington start? Because at some point it has to come, you know, has to begin. I that I'd agree with you. I don't have the facts on when I think that would have happened, but I do sometimes think that all of this like deep American myth is just complete fabricate. There's a, there's a if you just think about it, not say yes or no, that it could be all just a a story that we were told, and we came here at some other time in a more in a different type of way. Well, wooden, the wooden teeth. So you're questioning is a, is a all fake, is a fake story. I mean, to me, you're well, you're going beyond George Washington. You're essentially questioning all of recorded human history. Right. All of because, America, at least all of America. How could you trust anything? Really? At least all of American. I'm not saying that I'm questioning. I'm just saying that I was thinking, like, why do we automatically buy that George Washington isn't a very neat creation? I think, That's a good point. I think even if even if I won't go as far to say that, you know, he didn't exist or these things didn't happen, I think your point still raises raises good questions of how, how much of it is true and what's changed. I mean, what's, because it's a zero history I mean, theory. What's the <laughs> most popular book in, you know, the history of the world? The Bible. The Bible. I mean, that that was something that was just kind of talked about. It's passed oral, down it's oral history. through ages. That was oral history until someone wrote it this down. This feels like a theology I just podcast. Here topic, we go. I just don't buy the George it? Washington like little wig Why and all George this other stuff. What do you mean it's, I, because it's, it's, the, I, it's just what popped <laughs> into my head that it just seems – something about it seems a little pat and on the nose. I save, love it, save it for the Heat and Light podcast. Oh, <laughs> Great episode this week. Everyone should check out. Uh, oh, thank you. Episode four. Well, they're all they're all Ooh, good. Ooh, what's on he, episode he four? Honor Orton. Uh, we discussed uh, mail fraud. One of the two of us had been charged. <laughs> it's a classic with mail fraud. Sesser story. If you yeah. know Mark, it's you, one of my you, favorite you know stories. This story, so check it out. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> Sorry to totally stop the show with that. Moment. No, that was no. That was awesome. I think well, it was thought provoking. <laughs> I'm thinking about like history books. I'm thinking about wigs. Like I'm thinking how false teeth. False teeth. I yeah. wasn't thinking that's about already that, been debunked. I mean. Yeah, no, well, yeah. there's Parts a lot. There's a lot. I mean, all all it takes is to read three history books on the same person, and they're vastly different. Right. I mean, that alone will get you thinking. Very concerning. You know what else I'm thinking about? Yeah, underpants. How to elevate your underwear game to the next level with me undies. I can do this now, right? Do I just please? Here we go. Sully, me undies. Wake up, Sully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm awake back here, just looking for the drop. You may be asking yourself, "What is me undies?" And you know what they are—just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your doorstep. Ah. That's super convenient. I don't know where the pauses are in this, so you're doing great. Power through. Me undies—they're designed in LA and made from sustainably sourced micro moldal. 
closer oh. than most. Okay, a fabric three times softer than cotton. Wow, MeUndies softer than soft lugs. Undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns. So you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. Isn't that so cool, Greg? It's awesome. Oh. And guess what, Mark? What? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And if you're not ready for that, because it's kind of a lot of commitment. It's aggressive. There, it's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. And just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash, oh, around the NFL. I got the wrong read here. It's not O around the NFL. It's just around the NFL. <laughs> Get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, it's MeUndies.com slash around the NFL. Shout out to a shadowy league figure who finally, um, I he had a box of MeUndies for both men and women. Yes, I picked out that there, box so you, as you, well. I got, I got two for myself, but I said, because he was saying, oh, no, there's so many women attached to the podcast that we need to give the, the female version out to. And I said, there's not 15. Right. And so I definitely want to take one home to my wife. Like, and so <laughs> he said, let me see if I can find like enough people attached. But it, this, this week handed me a pair that has printed all over it in multiple colors. Like have a nice day, like a hundred. What? Oh no, that's cool. I didn't see those. Yeah. Well, so this shadowy league figure, uh, sent me an email and was like, can you come to my office? And I was like, oh no, am I in trouble? Like, what did I say? <laughs> and so I, I went over and he was in the middle of another meeting and he just like reaches behind him and grabs this box and says that he didn't want to email me and ask what size I was so I could just pick out of whatever was in the box. Yeah. So he, he didn't want to avoid the awkwardness of a, an elder male superior <laughs> uh, handing you a box of female underwear. Oh my god! It wouldn't be awkward so, at all. So, so I I I uh. grabbed a pair of underwear out, and then I was like, "All right, and now I gotta walk across like this campus right. to wherever I'm going with a pair of underwear in my hand." Problematic. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I, I hope I hope I don't drop these. I hope I don't run into anybody with these. Like, I need to hide these. Basically, I got them safely to my car, and uh, mm. that yeah. So that happened. Thumbs up. They a lot, were very a lot soft. Of underwear talk, but we got something more important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Weather Underground's website indicates the temperature in Iran today hit 129.2 degrees, tied for the highest recorded temperature in human history. Are you just trying to get on the wow. board of breaking news? I mean, that's that's relevant to Seems some people big. in that's Iran. Up. You need you need to come up with. I breaking just broke news. news that the president that George Washington <laughs> does not exist potentially. I think that's a, has a little bit more attached. To <laughs> I was just trying to figure out a way to you know move on from the undies. <laughs> right, that was good. They're getting their money's worth. Talk a little, making the leap. Ah, oh wait, do you want to do tag talk? Oh, I forgot about tag. You want to do a little tag talk? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday tag talk. Zip through it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the uh, deadline was moved up. So it's now or moved back. Yeah, back because uh, back two days. It's now July 17th for teams to sign franchise tag players. We have a couple still out there. Uh, Redskins, they are in talks with Kirk Cousins. Ian Rappaport said that uh, things are you know more positive now between both sides. Uh, and I think that Derek Carr signing his deal will obviously just help things with him. Charlie Castley was on our air. He's saying he didn't think – this cousins deal could happen. Really, so, I didn't see any way. That's that's my that's and I. There's no reason to doubt old Charlie. I I don't know. I feel like if they, 
I still think the the way that the last Redskins season ended is been underplayed. That two of their last three games, really three of their last five, that which they lost, Cousins played poorly. They didn't score. Mm-hmm. They scored one touchdown and two, you know, combined in in week fifteen and week seventeen. And they've always been hesitant. So I I don't know. I just feel like they're fine going with this year to year thing. I'm with you. I mean, Schefter also called it a long shot, and I just. You, there would have been a way to f- somehow get this done at this point, I, I think, if they if they really mutually wanted to do it. And I just – I don't see it happening. Yeah, it's – It'll probably happen tonight now that we've said that. Of course. We're going to – that's that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> we put that out in the universe. Um, and then Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers, that's sort of – the talks are going slow, but both sides expect a push mm-hmm. before um, before the deadline to get the deal done, which makes sense. It looks like his groin injury – is okay after that basket little basketball video, the hoops vid that he posted. So that would make sense if uh, I mean I don't know what they're waiting for. They need to just sign him. I think he's just a uniquely difficult player to sign because the running back market is so low, but he's so valuable. But he also has an injury history and a suspension history, and the and the tag number. Here's where they where Cousins gets in problems too. Tag number so high, it's over twelve million for Le'Veon Bell that it's like, yeah. well, he's not going to sign it unless he's making. On average, thirteen million dollars over the next two years because that's what he would get with two more tags, and so I don't think it's going to happen. I'm I don't with think you. they're ready to I do it. I don't think there's much more to say on that one. I just yeah. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. And what about Tremaine Johnson? That's he agreed to play under the tag for the second straight year, and everything that we're hearing is nothing is going to get done. Can you believe that this guy is going to potentially make thirty-one million dollars over two seasons? Whew. I, really the, the Rams just don't seem bought in. Well, I think they find – is he a scheme fit? Right, with Wade, Wade Phillips. Phillips. Like, they have the, the thing, though, it, like Aaron Donald's potential new deal is kind of tied into it loosely where it, you could help the cap if you maybe sign Johnson to a deal that helped the cap this year or next. But they don't. you don't get the feeling that they really want him around long term. It, it was – I mean, Rams fans can tell me differently, but did, did they feel like they got – Fifteen million dollars worth out of Tremaine Johnson he, last year. I think I think Janoris Jenkins leaving created some sort yeah. of schism uh, within that Rams team of who wanted to keep him, who didn't, and I, you know, you got to look at that as a possible regret letting him go. Yeah, he slipped a little last year. He had a good season twenty fifteen. That whole defense fell apart last year too. I mean, but it's they've got other they've got other priorities. Well, that was Tag Talk brought to you by MeUndies. <laughs> oh, they got a sponsored <laughs> segment, too. Apparently, that's what Sully said. Um, okay, now let's get to making the leap. Uh, I feel like Dan, this is on purpose. Dan isn't here to do making the leap. <laughs> like, is this, was this a strategic thing? No, we just didn't know what to talk about. Well, you know, <laughs> was searching for a topic, but it's a good time to do this topic. I like this one. I thought this uh, this is great. I have a couple. We all have a couple. Let's go around and talk about who we think is going to make the leap once again this year. And Mark, we're well, I'll, with you. I'll go yeah, first, but this Mark. ties into a series that um, that Greg is is working on for NFL. dot com. Oh. By the way, just throw, <laughs> thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Um, and thankful because I'm not working on it this year. Which was <laughs> yeah, long it, it once was forty. It was once forty players That's deep. Brutal. Now it's just five. And actually, I, I'm mostly doing like groups, teams, or ah. kind of groups. Mix it up. I, I like, like that, that trend. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, if I had to do one, I one player that I loved watching last year was Jamison Crowder. Mm. And I with the making the leap, one of the reasons that it always got tricky for me because it's like, what is making the leap? Right. Uh, Jamison Crowder. 
you could argue could have been a pro bowler last year for his special team skills and what he can do a wide didn't receiver. He lead, didn't he lead the team in touchdowns? He did. And he, I mean, that's the thing is, I think, though, you could talk about making the leap, doing even more. Now There's different types of leaps. There's different types of leaps. Yeah. Of leaps. So he's made leaps. one yeah. leap, he can make yeah. a leap to a whole other level. He's never made the pro bowl. So it's like, I mean, not that that, I mean, not that, that's a whole different conversation. But you got <laughs> to run. <laughs> He had 850 yards. Let's not get carried exactly, away. Wasn't exactly. Exactly. I do think though he he showed at times to be inc- so incredibly game changing and dangerous for that offense. And now the question is, they're putting him outside. He was a slot guy, and, yeah. and he's going to have to face different types of coverage. Um, you got Terrell Pryor to obviously take people away from you, but you have no Deshaun Jackson. Pierre Garcon's gone. They're going to still throw the ball a ton, and I think he has a chance if he shows that he can match up with number two, sometimes number one coverage, and succeed, it could be uh, a really special player for the Redskins. So it's a leap candidate in my mind. And if he made a leap, I mean, that I think we're talking 1,200, 1,300 yeah. yards. And I don't think that's crazy because you think, what is Kirk Cousins good at? It's it's not going deep on the mm-hmm. edges of the field. I know he had better success last year throwing vertically, but it's it's throwing to guys in the slot. And you got Crowder. And I know it play outside some too, but it'll also be in the slot. You got Crowder and Jordan Reed both in the slot. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're next to each other. Maybe they're on opposite sides. That's a lot to handle. And Cousins, his best strength is picking out the open receiver and just getting to him and letting them make plays after the catch. And Crowder's awesome. Yeah, especially with Deshaun gone and Pierre Garçon right. gone. Yeah, that opens it up for Crowder. Maybe it'll be a career year for him. All right, Greg. I mean, I like Mark used to get very stressed. I feel about like everything making the leap. Well, but you didn't <laughs> he like was it. up all night last night yeah, contemplating yeah. George Washington's but you didn't existence. Like I think it was not to bring up a sore subject, but I think it was uh, Toby Gerhardt back in two thousand thirteen oh, no. yes. that really that really hurt you because you you put a lot into him, a lot of research. Yep. watched him quite a bit. You wrote a very compelling piece. You really put your name out there. Uh, and then you heard a lot about it throughout the season, and I think that and mo- and, scarred se- you. and seasons Emot- afterwards, it emotionally yeah. It scarred you. Yeah, it was it was this 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 effort was ultimately not worth it on any level. Uh, <laughs> Greg 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 Greg's out for Mark today. Well, I think, I'm not I, out think for Mark. I think he was. I'm trying to. No, add I think some that was fun. that was very fair. No, no, I'm, very I'm fair. Just, I'm just kidding. Have you hit on any of your making the leaps, Greg? No, I get like one out of four right or whatever. I mean, it, I don't know. It's like we, the SI jinx is ridiculous compared to what we have done with making. <laughs> we've hit, some we've crazy hit, stuffs happen. We fit plenty, but it's a little secret. I learned um, when I was writing fantasy football full time. Mm. It's a lot easier. This was at Roto World. This was at Roto World. Okay. Yes. That, it's a lot easier. You write if you're the guy who writes the busts list you're going to look like a genius. You're going to get most of those right. Because in the end, most people <laughs> right. end up being disappointing. If you're the guy who writes the sleepers list, Ooh. it's hard to get those get right. Banged. You know, not that many people really uh, overachieve, and that's that's harder to predict. So That's why, know, well, we have this a is series. Like sleepers. Yeah, and, our next, and next week we have, you know, dirt nap. Ter- like the players <laughs> ready to take a total dirt nap. All right, I've well, so, I'm, so for my making the leap, my first one, which I really believe in, uh, it's a team... And uh, a uniform that Toby Gerhardt once oh. wore, and it's a team that's snookered us before. And then almost every year, it's like now I'm taking the, you know, turn doing the Jaguars offseason hype piece. But here's what I'm hyping: just their defense. I I don't know who knows if Blake Bortles or the offense will be any good. They might be a mess. Doesn't matter. The Jaguars defense is different, I think, this year because never before in the past have they had Jalen Ramsey entering his second year. Now, Ramsey's a guy who, That's a fact. who Mark loved early last season. Yeah. 
and he was he was ahead of the curve because Ramsey was great and feisty early, but he was just good late. I mean, he was arguably yeah. the best cornerback in the league late in the season. Wasn't he trash talking with Steve Smith? That that was early, and he mm. he was great. <laughs> like he has the, the I've watched it. You know, get ready to write this piece this week, and he just has this competitive arrogance that's like amazing to watch. At, there was one play where I swear he baited Marcus Mariota into throwing across his body so he could try to pick it off. He didn't pick it off, but he, he knocked the ball down, almost made a pick. And he, you could almost see him backing off for a little bit. And then when he sees the the receiver break or the quarterback, you know, Matt Castle on another play in that in that same game where he got a pick sick, the guy just breaks. And he is big. I mean, he can... He can cover Demarius Thomas. He shut Demarius wow. Thomas down one game. He's a very physical receiver, but he's fluid enough where I watched him really shut down T.Y. Hilton for a large portion of that game. And then Hilton got his, and it was competitive back and forth. But he can cover all sorts of different types of receivers. He can lay people out, which not a lot of cornerbacks love to do. And so he is, to me, the difference of this Jaguars defense than before. Then suddenly, okay, A.J. Bouye comes in. Yeah, It's not as big of a risk, I don't think, to give him all that money because he's paired with such a good player in Jalen Ramsey. Now, Calais Campbell comes in. He's up there in age on the defensive line, but that's not as big a risk because they're so deep on the defensive line. Malik Jackson played incredible down the stretch last season. They have Dante Fowler. They have Ngakwe. Uh, the guy who really stuck out for me watching this was this guy, Abry Jones. If you didn't know Abry Jones. I feel like I need to fan you all I know, right I was now. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'll stop my right now, but if you didn't know him, if you didn't know anything about them and just watched that last month of their play, you would say, he might be the best player on their defense. He might be a pro bowler. Uh, him and Ramsey are kind of the two key guys. You have Telvin Smith, who's a lot of fun to watch. I just think their defense is loaded, and they can't screw it up, and that the defense will be really good. How That's much time it. have you spent watching Jags film lately? I, I mean, I've watched a bunch this week. I've this watched a lot this week. I can, I can feel it. I can sense <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that's, I watched, it definitely I watched, shows. Uh, you know, a little, yeah, little, we got time in the offseason, a little coach's film, a little game pass. I like it. Game pass, by the way, you know, nice remodeling. I like what they've done. I'm starting to come around on this because. I'm locked out of my account right now. <laughs> so. Since what, 2012? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm with you, Greg. I really struggle because of how burned I feel by the Jags. Yeah, like, I really like that. But, but part of it is I've maybe, maybe never been in on them totally. I used to love Bortles, but not like as a team. It's but, like a yeah. fun thing to do every offseason is just like talk about how great the Jags could be. But you can't let like that. That's just an, an emotional response. What I'm feeling like logically, like they're, they have added pieces. I think if you kind of believe in the switch, the coaching switch too, which, mm-hmm. which right. there's something around that. I'm with you. I mean, I think the defense has all the pieces. If they if it if they somehow if it doesn't materialize and they go three and thirteen again, I'm shipping this team to Mars. Mm. Like they are leaving the earth. <laughs> yeah. The, the difference is now. I think like Telvin Smith really stood out. He's in his third season, so I think he's he's matured. And Fowler and Gakwe, they're getting better. Malik Jackson took him a little while to get you know up to speed, but he was great. So it just feels like a a nice team where there's some veterans, there's some youth. Yeah, and Dante Fowler, too. I mean, that first season, it was completely derailed with the injury. I mean, he's a first-round pick. Last year, he had a shoulder issue that was bothering him, and I think he was benched midway through the season a couple times because of his play. I think that this will be the year for him if he, as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, that, that'll, that'll be great it for him. It can still be yeah, a six- or seven-win team if, if the offense is lousy, but I, I don't think the defense will be the reason that they're bad mm-hmm. this year. I think they'll be a top-ten defense top five type of defense I like that how about this one I'm kind of playing the odds here because at some point 
the starter just has to he's so old and he's so good but I'm just going to keep making this my making the leap candidate every year because at some point it's going to hit Hunter Henry how many more years is Antonio Gates going to be in there he's been like the number one guy for a decade him and Philip Rivers have this amazing connection but I think Hunter Henry last year he led the team in receiving touchdowns. He was tied with Michael Thomas for the most touchdowns out of rookies. He really doesn't make any drops. He runs good routes. He was awesome in the red zone last year. Look, it's a second-round pick, and I think at some point Antonio Gates is going to – his age is going to catch up with him, and we're going to see that on the field. So I think that Hunter Henry might get some more snaps this year, and they're going to try and get him those reps to groom him because I wouldn't be surprised if – this is Antonio Gates last season. How how old is Antonio Gates? I think right if now? Antonio Gates had caught this touchdown that I witnessed uh, <laughs> during the Chargers' last game in San Diego, where they tried to get him the all-time record for tight ends, uh, uh, might be gone. It was broken up. Who knows? Maybe he wouldn't have retired because he clearly loves the game. Yeah, he's but thirty-seven. By he's way. thirty-seven. I think. That was a reason to definitely come back. And he's talked about kind of seeding ground to Henry. Right. That's a great sign that he said, look, I don't need to be out there every single snap. But it is amazing the chemistry that him and Philip Rivers have. They've played together for so long. It's almost I would see those two guys like finishing each other's sentences. I think with Henry, I mean, the tight end position is one that year one is really tough. Mm-hmm. And even like Gronk's year one stats were not crazy. Yeah. And Henry shows, you know, statistically as much promise as really any of these guys. And he really grew last season. So that's a very logical candidate to have a much bigger role this year. I thought he was awesome. I mean, yeah. he really pretty good great in some games. I, their, their whole, you know, their whole skill position group is that is, I didn't, you know, Colleen, you didn't know this, but that is, that is one of my, my making the lead oh, thing. So I'm, right? I'm not just limiting it to Henry, but it's kind of that whole young group together. You can mm-hmm. throw Keenan Allen in there. Uh, you can throw uh, Melvin Gordon in there. You can throw Tyrell Williams, just like this, this young little chart, this chargers core. Mike Williams, Mike, Mike Williams, Williams, certainly he's been, been injured in the off season. So we'll, we'll see if he like gets up to speed, but that's like a, a fun young group. You like the Chargers. You like the Jags. I feel like I those like the two Jags teams kind of bring. I'm not saying the Jags as a whole team. Just the defense. Okay, half like of it. Defense. All right. Uh, should we do a speed round? Should we do one more? Let's, sure. Let's go around. Do you have another? The Mark? second one I picked was Noah Spence for the for the Buccaneers. Mm. Um, I had to do an article trying to find for, like first-time Pro Bowlers for each team. And the Bucks have so many Pro Bowlers, actually. So I went and picked Spence. But I think there's more to it than that. Like his own teammates are – I mean, that, if I, that was my only argument. It would be rather weak. But even, Gerald McCoy, he's the guy he picked as a breakout year with Spence. And Robert Ayers said the same thing. He called him like a 15-plus sack guy in this defense this season. And, you know, he had some – I watched a little bit of him for this piece and just showed some flashes. I think that, like, along with, you know, Quan Alexander, there's a lot of talent on that defense that down the stretch, the Bucks they were overall not a great unit, but they had some games where they were really stingy down the stretch. And I think Spence will I'll, – I'll put, I'll put that one on the line there. Yeah, and didn't he – pops. He pops off the – Screen just the his uh, speed and his quickness and cut ten pounds like they said that how hard he's working in the offseason. I like players that like he's he's like in the film room all the time. They say they cannot get him out of the facility. So these things sometimes are the DNA like, of a good year. Yeah. Tight end and defensive end I think are two of the hardest positions to make an impact as a rookie. So if you can make an impact like Henry did, like uh, like Spence did, 
it's a great sign. Yeah, and he was playing with a torn labrum, which he was able to do all of that and not be 100%. So when he's 100, I mean, he's going to be so much better. This might be the first time we're talking bucks without uh, the kicker kicker uh, battle going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just did mention the kicker. Oh, no. Um, so not I, anymore. I, 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 Thanks I, I, for ruining I, I, it. I just slip it in there. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hear it. Let's hear it then. We haven't heard an Aguayo Why not? update it. Aguayo. Folk. This is the best one. The biggest cliffhanger since that one episode of Friends when Rachel went to meet Ross at the airport after his work trip to China and was stunned to see Ross cuddling up to his new squeeze, Julie. It doesn't get old. It's ridiculous. It's okay. The, they are so they are a great pick for drop. for hard knocks after being saddled. You know, I'm sorry, Amazon and NFL films, but Ugh. after being saddled with the Rams for hard knocks and all or nothing back to back, I am excited for a little hard knocks Tampa Bay Bucks. They picked a, a nice team for it. Yeah, especially with Deshaun there. Yeah, I, I don't like having covered it, him in Philly. That's he'll be a good character. There's a lot there, to I like. Think. I mean, Mike Smith back in the mix. Wow. Ooh. Wee. Yeah, t- hot to the touch. <laughs> all right, Greg, you got another. I do. I'm going to go, uh, again, with an entire uh, defensive unit. Bending the rules a little bit here, huh? I don't, no, there is there there is no rules. <laughs> there are no rules. I'm going with the Falcons' defense. I know they were in the Super Bowl last year, but that they're the reason they didn't win the Super Bowl last year. They weren't a good defense. We spent a lot of the Super Bowl week trying to bend over backwards, saying, okay, you know, Dan Quinn's really getting his, you know, mojo going, and they've, they've improved, and his, it's like, no, they gave up a ton of yards, yeah. a ton of points. Yes, they did better uh, in the NFC playoffs, certainly against the Seahawks and Packers. But the reason they won those games were was offense, offense, offense. And for the most part, it was a problematic defense throughout the year. Yet I think they were so young and they had a lot of injuries. They didn't have Desmond Trufant. They didn't have Desmond Trufant. And I just like the mix of them. And I do like Dan Quinn. I think it takes a while. People don't think about it to really get your own system going. This is Dan Quinn's uh, third year in, in Atlanta. These guys have now been with him in between Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. Mm-hmm. And I really like Grady Jarrett up front. You bring in Don Terry Poe. It's just a, a Vic Beasley. You draft McKinley. It's just a lot of young pieces who I think have a lot of speed and they'll be helped out by that offense. And I think that defense this team has so much room for improvement because the defense was not in the top 20 to 25 defenses in the league last year, and yet they were still that good as a team. The players that they have drafted under Bradley, have they've developed quickly. Right. That's yeah. a great sign. And right. Like, and that's, that's and it's the same system, 90-something percent as Gus Bradley's, and that wasn't happening in Jacksonville under Gus Bradley. So I, I, think, that that, I think this is a great pick for that because – they if what they if they can keep growing from where we saw in the playoffs into this season half season three quarters through very high ceiling yeah Dan Quinn I think he's done a really good job just like grooming these guys they're they're so young and they have so much talent and there was a lot of rookies uh, right I, I mean that they expected a lot out of to be on such a big stage with not a lot of experience and they're pretty deep in the secondary like Robert Alford has a big contract yeah. he was you know injured as well Jalen Collins like it's just a group. I think they're kind of buffeted, or I don't know what the word is, that they're not at that big of a risk of falling off because I think they have a buffer. They have a buffer. Even though the offense is going to fall backwards, I think the defense is natural. Like, Mm -hmm. they can't help but improve this year. Yeah. 
All right, so you went uh, you went double defense there. Double D. Okay, I'm going double O. I'm going. When was the last time we talked about the Colts on the show? 2015. <laughs> All a lot right. Of Chris, a lot of Chris Ballard talk, but the team oh, that's itself, true. That's I feel true. Like doesn't get a lot of love. How about a little Dante Moncrief? I think he was probably on the list last year, and that makes that makes total sense because everybody was really high on him last year, and I think that we're. He was a West pick. Yeah, we're. Oh, that makes me feel even better. So we were. I think we were all in agreement that the expectations for him were really high and that he was talented, but um, he, I think he would have made the leap if he didn't get hurt last year. He only had a, a 307 yards, but he scored seven touchdowns uh, in he nine games. Hundred yards last year. Yeah, and two of those nine games, he didn't even finish because he got hurt. So he scored in every single game that he finished mm. when he was healthy. He's a super physical guy. He should be Andrew Luck's probably favorite red zone target. So I, I would expect a lot of scores from him. And if Andrew Luck's shoulder is good, I think Dante Moncrief will be too. Yeah, I mean, you want to see the whole offense right. get back to what they were doing, if the, if that's what's going to happen here. And it, I think they, they've, they've finally addressed the line to some degree. And if they can keep Luck healthy, then it's a huge arrow up for a guy like Moncrief. And he's only turning 24 in August. I mean, wow. he was a young player entering the league. So the fact that he's entering his fourth season and just turning 24, I, I'm with you. I think there's nothing that really should stop him from making that leap. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have the NFL's leading receiver on your team either. No, no, that can only help. Taking away a little bit of attention. That's right. All right. So uh, that's it for making the leap, guys. Wow. When is your article coming out? Uh, I have a Steelers one up already okay. making the leap. So they're coming out a couple couple of weeks oh, for the next few so weeks. You're There's not... five of them. There's another Jaguars one coming out. So on it's a full article week. for each leap candidates right. as a group. Yeah. That's Got how it. we do it. That's how we used to do it, most of us. So <laughs> That's Greg, is, Greg, Greg is does it now. <laughs> got me off that chore. Uh, does anybody have July 4th plans? No, not really. It no? snuck up this time. I know. We'll just figure it out. Yeah. All right. Not get arrested. Let's do something. Let's let's uh let's figure this out. Not get arrested. That's a start. Let's not buy, get arrested. Uh, let's that buy some good. firearms uh, <laughs> that are across the street from the NFL media. Uh huh. Some firearms. Get some fireworks. Some fireworks. Go to the beach. Some beer. Mm-hmm. Get crazy. That I'm sounds down. dangerous, but All I in. like it. <laughs> Half sounds of like it a I Tennessee like. Fourth of July. So let's do this. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. This has been great. When are we back again? Back again Monday, Tuesday? We're back again with a fresh show Thursday. Oh, Thursday. That's right. And it's a surprise. Get excited. All right, everybody. I'm out. I'm spent. That's it. Till next week. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you